distance Mossman's lead tower. We are tracking you. Head for bay 35. Over. Copy that. Locked in for 35. Welcome to Docking Bay 35. We're but a humble hangar out here on the desert planet Tatooine. This is uh, Transmission 20. You didn't care. He did it, Junior. Junior. Oh my it. goodness, <laughs> 20. Welcome Hello there. To the podcast, Junior. Uh, well, thank you for having okay. me. No problem. Uh, follow us anytime on all the social medias, including now Ko-Fi at Docking Bay 35. You can also email Ooh. us anytime at DockingBay35 at gmail.com. Uh, where can the peoples find you? Um, They can find me if they try hard enough. <laughs> that's that's about it. I mean, because my, my, my Instagram is private at this point in time. Um, oh, yeah. If that changes, I'll let you know. <laughs> Got it. Understood. We, 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 we get mysterious mandos you're all yes. Ooh, <laughs> so Ooh. mysterious Misterioso. you'll um, see junior best. in your periphery at um, any mandicular armor or mandicular troop yep yep that's, the, that's the best place to find me yeah. yeah exactly so you're not that hard to find but you are hard to find mm. um, yeah it depends where you're looking yeah no exactly elusive like the dark side um, welcome to episode 20. Today we're going to be talking about season 2, episode 2 of the Clone Wars television animated series. Uh, we spoil a lot of things. All yes. the time. All mm -hmm. the spoilers. Like, Captain Kirk dies. Eventually. <laughs> I've never seen Battlestar Galactica before. <laughs> Today's episode is Cargo of Doom, uh, directed by Rob Coleman and written by George Christick and Scott Murphy. Oh, uh, the fortune cookie for this episode is overconfidence is the most dangerous form of carelessness. Hmm. Yep. Mm. I like this. I like this. Anakin idea. is overconfidence personified. Yeah. So overconfident. Just stay humble, my boy. Oh my god. Wait, like... Uh... I just like And it doesn't change when he becomes Vader, like he's still overconfident. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Am I allowed to curse? I'm sorry. No, you oh, no, yeah. Curse. Chopper's oh, yeah. gonna go ahead and clean up right after. Yeah, we you, have though. our best friend Chopper on it. Oh fabulous. He's gonna go, wah, wah, wah. Yeah, he's gonna go like wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> Um Well, it's another Cad Bane episode. I've actually did it. I found our resident Cad Bane. Uh, expert in you, Junior. I love me some Cad Bane. Can I call you Junior? What do you want me to call you? Yeah, you can call me Junior. That's what that's what most of my nerd fam calls me as Junior. Yeah. Well, I'd call you by your other name, but I'm not sure if you want to keep it elusive and secret. Um, I'm a man of many names. <laughs> I, I think Junior's good. I like it. Um. I like it a lot. Thank you're, you. You're, well, you know what's funny? You're not just Cad Bane expert. You are a resident blue person expert. <sighs> this is true. <laughs> I love me some Cad Bane. I do, I do love me some um, Admiral Thrawn. I, I, I'm a yes. big fan of the Smurfs as how well. Do you, I mean, how do you pronounce his last name? Is it Yorol? 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 Well, you kind of have to say his whole name, really. 
and it's Mithron Nerodo. Got it. Mithron <laughs> Nerodo. What a lovely name. <laughs> it really is. Honestly, that's what I'm going to name my firstborn child. Oh, I can't wait. That'll be beautiful. I'm sorry. That'll be the middle name. Just the whole thing. <laughs> So but yeah, love me some blue folks. Yeah, you you were you're the best of the experts of the, all the best blue folks. And uh, well, thank you. This episode, uh, I don't know. Cat Bane just does some pretty cool stuff this episode. I'm not gonna lie. He does. I mean, he's basically a cowboy that they just gave him a bunch of freaking guns, and yeah, they're like, and bring us this thing. All the gizmos. And he just, like, he does not give a crap about any of it. He's just like, I'm going to break whatever I need to break. And he and he just wants to get his job done. That's it. Yeah. Like, they gave him a fleet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Whose idea was it to give this bounty hunter a fleet? Newt Gunray, because he's just has such great ideas. Such great ideas. Um, but, like, on top of it, it's like you're going to pay this guy to do a job for you. And give him an army on top of that? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, like, well, the, this is the thing about this episode. It's like he knew Anakin. Like, I feel like he knew Anakin would be overconfident in everything. I mean, but I don't think he, like, I feel like his plan wouldn't have worked if it wasn't for the fact that it was Anakin and Ahsoka. Because, like, Ooh. he wouldn't have, like, I feel like if it was, like, Barris and Luminara... Like Luma, like Varys would just be like, "I'll I'll die, woo!" woo. And like Luminara will never open the holocron. Like You're I think right. like Anakin, <laughs> like it, it's like specifically the, it's like conveniently like Anakin and stuff. I think it's Anakin. And the fact that it's Anakin and Ahsoka especially is like yeah. Because I feel like later in the episode, it's like they're fighting the droids, they're fighting Cad Bane, and then Ahsoka's like, I'm going to get him, Master, and she just runs off into the clutches yeah, of Cad yeah, Bane, yeah, yeah. which is exactly what he wants. Like, no, we'll do it together, just like Obi-Wan said in, like, you know, episode two. Oh my god. The clone, or Attack of the Clones. Right. <laughs> I love Ahsoka. History repeats itself. Yeah, she's like, I'm gonna kill him! I like, I love how, like, she, like, twists his wrist, and he, like, falls on the ground, and she's just like, I'm not impressed, and then immediately gets electrocuted. <laughs> Dude, I love how, like, shady, how shifty Cad Bane is, though. Because he's <laughs> yeah, just he's got like, tricks up his sleeve. Yeah, he like, didn't know he had, he had those on. My, my goodness. My goodness. Well, I mean, like, okay, so like, I was watching a video about Filoni... Filoni was talking about Cad Bane and the creation of Cad Bane. And um, there's this character from, like, old westerns. His last name Von Cleef. If you watch any of the old uh, Clint Eastwood movies, he's based off that character. He's basically an alien version of that character. Like, down to the silhouette. It's like, uh, like, uh, in the good, the bad, the ugly, I do believe that is the bad guy in the black... Um, yes, it is Von Cleef. He is a rival bounty hunter of the um, of the man with no name. Yep, yep, yep. Wow. Oh man, that's why it has the. That's why his hat is so big. <laughs> that's why he has the biggest hat in the galaxy. <laughs> Even and it's a beautiful hat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to also do a bounty hunter that has a big hat. 
If you need help with hat armor, let me know, man. Uh, I'm perfecting hat armor over here. Beautiful. I'm gonna protect your head. <laughs> what, is the, what is the trick to hat armor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The trick to hat armor, I think it's it's beveling because I, I use Sintra, okay? Mm -hmm. We use the Mando Mercs to make our armor. Um, as you'd both know, of course. Yes. Um, but, you know, you round out the edges with, uh, it's this weird, I can't remember what it's called, but it's this weird thing they use for woodworking, and it's for softening corners. You can use it on Sintra, and it rounds them over so beautifully. And it just, it provides this nice, clean edge that you, you don't get otherwise. And then when you, when you, when you heat form this, the, the edges look even better. And it's just so like good. No, you bevel it first. Like, so like when you're in, the, in your sanding process, when you're sanding the edges after cutting it with an X-Acto or whatever, right. you, you, you sand the corners. You hit the corners with this weird beveling thing. It's like a cheese grater looking thing. Oh. It's the weirdest little thing, but like one of my friends um, down here in SoCal, the, one, of the, one of the other... Uh, dang it, I'm like jumping all, all over the place, y'all. I'm sorry. Uh, there's many victors that I know. One of the other victors that I know taught me this method, and it's wonderful. And it works wonders on six millimeter. Yes, this is the victor that makes all the swords. Yeah. Cool guy. So there's. Yeah. Sorry. It's it, that's the main trick that I use for hat armor, and then it's just really. Getting it, you have to make a t paper template and you have to use fabric tape to measure around the hat. Like, you can't guess it. Like, you really got to get these measurements right. Like, I barely got the measurements right. And I didn't, I, when I put the little crown armor piece on my hat, it stayed. So that's, it's, it's just there now. I never had to glue it or anything. But there's no removing it at this point if I wanted to change anything. First, I was I always wanted to perfect the like balaclava with armor on it, but at the same time, mm. sweaty and like just like be even more sweaty and miserable in my helmet. <laughs> I I have a love hate relationship with balaclavas. Like, I, okay, if you're gonna do a balaclava, I like when they do the like the armor, like do the whole padding and stuff like that. So you can have the option to take your helmet off, mm. but like. I like having my hair flow, you know what I mean? I just I want to take my helmet off, let it blow yeah, in the breeze. I also get that. I have a beard, and balaclavas are extremely uncomfortable. Mmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you both have very pretty faces. I feel like it's oh, a crime it. to... Mm -hmm. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I am dealing with the best uh, pilot in the galaxy right now, talking to him on the... Who's this now? Who in the what? <laughs> I didn't know Harrison Jula was on this podcast. What? <laughs> oh my gosh. Can you imagine? Do you think Poe Dameron ever got any lessons from Hera? Oh, that is my head cannon. That Hera was Poe's hero. Hera is the one that taught Poe po the tricks of the trade, and like she's the reason why he is such a good pilot. Because, like, Hera is hands down the best pilot in the in the Rebellion. Right. Yeah. No, hands down. Hands down. She, you, it takes a lot to fly an A-Wing, and just to be the A-Wing commander, that's... That, that's right, that's and then she's the that's first crucial. to fly a B-Wing. Yeah. 
she's a pioneer. For like the rest of the rebellion, like can you just imagine? She's like she has a kid, and she's just like, oh, morning sickness, and just like, all right, let's get this all over. Right. Spinning. Time That's a good next, trick. Next. She's next a time. strong single mother fighting space I, fascism. Oh, oh my gosh! Thanks, space fascism. We definitely need to get you back when we're talking about rebels. Uh, but right now we're talking about uh, Clone Wars, and uh, I'm so sorry. And- I, I go on tangents. No, 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 no problem. I love tangents, and I hope that our Same. fans also love tangents, because that's all we do here at Talking Bay Three Five. Wait, wait, wait. Before we get on too many more tangents, I want to like share some of my favorite parts of this episode, because there are a couple. Like this episode yeah. is pretty iconic. It's packed. Like it is, off. but it's a very simple episode. Yeah, it's, like, not too complicated in terms of a plot. Like, there's really only, like, one major plot happening. But, like, they're, like, like, I never noticed, like, how, like, there are so many, like, lovely, like, moments in this episode. One of which is Rex running into a pipe. Oh, my God, yes. Night vision. Go. (laughs) So good. And I'm pretty sure it's the same sound effect they use on the Stormtrooper in episode four. Yeah, 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 where he runs into, like, the bottom of a door. Yes. <laughs> That's classic. Oh, so good. My boy, my boy Rex, he just couldn't see it, but his boys could because they went night vision. I live, I live for Rex being slightly embarrassed by things. Like, I know. He, he hits, like, um, he hits his head. There's, like, this one time where he had to, like, baby carry, like, um, that one R6 droid. Oh, yeah. And a slug. And a slug. Oh. <laughs> He's been through so much. Rex yeah. is perfectly imperfect. Perfectly yeah. imperfect. I know. And He's always so constantly human. discovering himself. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So much depth to him. Um, and he talks like this. <laughs> Sharon, make sure you brush your teeth tonight. <laughs> That's a bad Rex. Hold oh. on. I need to warm up. That, you know, that was that you give yourself more credit. That's not that bad of a Rex. That's a great Rex. I don't know. I can't wait to be a clone and just, like, talk for Sharon and I. Just, like. Oh, I'm building a clone as well. I need a clone in my life. Oh, which clone? I can't wait. We all just. Oppo. We all have to have a horrible. Oppo? Oppo. Really? Because he's named after Oppo from Avatar The Last Airbender. Wait, he is? And I'm 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 doing specifically Oppo with the arrow on his forehead. Wait, is that timeline even correct though? Because didn't he actually wasn't he actually like in episode three in ROTS like where they're um, he was, but like so he has the arrow on his head before that. So it's just like post like after like he was never named in the movie and like Dave Filoni named him afterwards, kind of. So he has a name in the movie, and and they just expanded upon his character and gave him a different helmet in the Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. It's weird. But, like, I don't care because I want to be Appa. So (laughs) I'm going to put an arrow on my forehead. And then the cool thing about that is since he's just wearing 501st gear, I could have an Ahsoka Tano clone bucket as well and just double dip. Yes, 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 Heck yes. yes. I'm going to be Captain Vaughn and Sharon has a Rex kit. I have have pieces of Rex. We have pieces. Yes. It'll be I'm all about it. Wait to be a part of the uh, 212th. Wait. 300? 300 something. 32nd? 332nd. Oh, yeah. 
Love it. I'm so excited. Like, Obi-Wan's 212th was like the open circle fleet. You can't see it right. jostling. <laughs> the final first was, didn't have a cool name. Well, I mean, it's Vader's Fist now. Vader's Fist, that's true. Oh, right, but that's like those are stormtroopers. That, that those aren't as cool as clone troopers. Let's be real. Yeah, that's true. They're like making up for it by having a cool name, but yeah, really they're nothing. Yeah, like Vader's so fist is pretty incompetent. <laughs> yeah. Let's be real. They did take the Tantive Four pretty quickly. Like they did, but Vader, like. Uh, uh, but that's Rebel like all. But we saw how they got taken. It was just Vader. Where were the stormtroopers there in Rogue One? <laughs> Oh my gosh, Vader was just like I'm. Oh no! If you in Rogue One, they get, remember they get the Tantive gets away and they have to catch it again. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, that's. And like true. the, the Tantive, when the Tantive breaks away from the the Star Destroyer or whatever, uh, Vader's there with some stormtroopers, like honestly looking out into space. Oh, that's <laughs> tape is flowing with space wind, apparently. With yeah, it's space, space wind. wind. <laughs> No, that was. The, but here's the thing: era, stuff makes no sense in Star Wars all the time. The, uh, pressurizing or something. The airlock. Yeah, that's what it was. The airlock. The airlock. It's just so weird, man. Star Wars defies physics and does weird stuff all the time. Like in this episode, in the the uh, cargo of doom, the weirdest. Okay, so the one of the first scenes, they're like, we have to board that ship, and they're like, we have some fighters. And the Anakin's like, fuck Whoa. that. We're going to use tanks in space. Oh, and we're going to drop God. tanks on that ship. And that's how we're going to board it? Oh, oh yeah. I love how Yularen is so freaking mad. Yeah. Like, he's mad this entire episode. Like, I love, He's um, completely pissed. He's, he's so pissed. He, like, literally says in this episode, of all the Jedi, why did I have to get stuck with Skywalker? <laughs> <laughs> and then he's the one that gets stuck with Skywalker forever because Darth Vader. Forever, yeah, yeah, yeah. For forever. He never leaves. Yeah, he never he didn't have to re-enlist. Well, I guess he didn't know Anakin was around. Yeah, does he? He know didn't know. Anakin is Vader. Oh, I don't knows, know. There are people that know. Like I know Tarkin knows at some point. Then Yularen must know because like it, it couldn't be. A I don't know. Like, Tarkin's very high up. But, I mean, Yularen is also really high up, and he's also, um... Because I think at that point, isn't he, like, a Grand Admiral or something? Um, yeah, he's, like, you're in right. that, like, boardroom area, and also, he, like, it, he... Like, the 501st never changes. And so doesn't he, like, sort of be like, well, this guy's just as reckless and, like, dramatic as Anakin? <laughs> I don't know. But he sounds completely different, so he doesn't connect the dots. Oh, maybe. <laughs> that was the whole point of the voice changer. Oh, is that James Earl Jones? No, that can't be Anakin. Oh that can't be Anakin. I love how Ahsoka had to yell to Anakin, PATIENCE! Like, oh, I know. Like, she's not the bad one here in this relationship. I know. Like, Ahsoka and Anakin are like that relationship. Anakin, and just in general, how many times do you think a master or just anyone has had to yell at him, PATIENCE! I know, I Everybody. Like Ahsoka was channeling, like, Obi-Wan vibes for this episode. Like, just... I, I mean, but that's what I really like about their relationship. It's like, it's not like... 
like it's it's vaguely like a master apprentice relationship when in reality i think they're just equals and they oh, treat each other as equals <laughs> absolutely i agree with that completely i feel like they take turns being the parent yeah <laughs> <laughs> well he's still only like 18 here or unless he's like 20 or something is he 18 this age this is earlier than season one though like this is pretty early like they still have the resolute it's not blown up how old is anakin in episode two in episode two he's he's 19 18 19 18 19 i think because it's 10 years later and he's nine and a phantom menace oh oh that's true like yes you're right 20 he's like 21 he's like 20 ish yeah. Which, to be fair, I was very reckless at 20. That's um, mom and dad just gave him the keys to the big, brand new, shiny SUV. And oh they're God. like, all right. With guns. Have fun in Tahoe for the weekend. Um, Basically. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, I absolutely love that. Sharon has said this before, but uh, I love the fact that Ahsoka is just the perfect combination of almost all the Jedi Masters, in a way. Oh, for sure. Like she, it like takes she a village to raise a child. child. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. <clears throat> it just trips me out, like, after watching the, you know, the finale of Clone Wars, and, like, looking back at, like, early seasons, is, like, Ahsoka is so baby in these episodes. It's Whereas, adorable. Like, now she's like she's got her she's got all of her shit together. She's yeah. like running a rebellion. Yeah. She's like, oh. Like you don't you really don't mess with Ahsoka anymore. Like, yeah. She gonna kick anyone's butt at this point. Oh yeah, no no joke. Like, she's now Ahsoka the Gray. Oh no, she's Ahsoka the White. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ahsoka the White. Oh, and possibly Mandalorian season two. Oh, oh we'll see. Nice. We'll see. I mean, you got I have, some good trackers if you're going to look for them. I have movie. seen things. I won't tell you what oh, I've seen, no. but I've seen no. things. You will get in trouble, boy. Don't say it. I won't tell you anything, I promise. Because here's the thing. Most people, like, even when they ask me to tell them, they don't believe me anyway. So it's like, why do you ask? You even ask? We'll, we'll ask you when we're not recording. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. No paper trail. We'll burn it. Like uh, there we go. Mission Impossible. <laughs> we just burn our laptops. Three silicone masks. Yeah, three silicone masks, and one of them is Tom Cruise. <laughs> away with it. Don't worry. There we um, go. It's the perfect crime. Well, my friend, do you want to give a brief, semi-brief, like, instruction on all things Cad Bane? Because yeah, I am yeah. one of the fans who just don't get it, but I'm sure I could get there. Well, look. <laughs> at, least, at least see the other side of things. Yes. Yeah. Right. So, usually I don't like this kind of villain. So I understand why you may not like him. But for me, I am a person that loves cowboys. And I love me some space cowboys. Because Star Wars is at my, it's like, at, for me, it's at its best when it's a space western. 
Right. Which is why I love The Mandalorian so much. Um, but, like, Cad Bane was, like, the first, like, 100%, like, they're not even trying to hide it. This dude is a cowboy. Like, 100%. This guy is from a Western. And, like, you know, with his whole... He's based on a whole Western character. He's basically just an alien version of that guy, Van Cleef. And he's just one of those villains that he's just bad. Like, there's no ambiguity. He's very just like you. He looks how he is. He looks bad. He is bad. There's no gray area with him. He's just like, I'm trying to get paid. This is it. This is the main purpose. I will do anything to do this. I'm going to do anything to get to that money. He's just trying to get this bread. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I want a whole like compilation of him with like Badge the Bone playing in the background. Like, it'd be so cool. <laughs> Someone make that for me. And he's just like, he has, Yeah. he's completely unapologetic. And then he's just like, he knows he's good. He just knows it. And he, he backs it up with just how he acts. Right. Like he's one of the few bounty hunters out here. That's not afraid of Jedi. He don't care. All the other bounty hunters are like, oh, there are Jedi there? I don't know about this job. And then Cad Bane's like, I'll do it. And I'm like, all right, Cad Bane, he's going to do it. You know what I mean? He's got like, if you look at his tubes... The tubes on his face serve a purpose. Two tubes before it was cool. Two tubes before it was cool. 100%. The reason he has tubes on his face is so he can't get force choked. That's ridiculous. That's the whole reason he's got... Because he's basically outfitted himself out so he can fight Jedi. Like He's ready for these dudes. He don't care about the force. He's like, let's go. He got rocket boots. He's got tubes on his face to protect his breathing. He's got gauntlets. Gauntlets that are cooler than Boba Fett's, by the way. Dude, no joke. They like, do have a lot they of They have buttons. so many buttons. He could probably make muffins on one of those buttons. Seriously? I mean, he's got darts on the top. He's got darts on the side. He's got flamethrowers. He's got shocky thingies. He's got all... He's, he's basically James Bond, a cowboy in space. Magnet boots. Yeah. Magnet boots, rocket boots. Like, oh my god. He's just got it all. And then he has like the coolest jacket. Huh? Yeah, how does his hat not float away when they're at zero G's? He's got that perfect fit. <laughs> He's just got that perfectly fitted hat. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. I'm not I'm not kidding you. My hat would not come off in zero gravity. I'll tell you that about that. <laughs> got that fit correct um funny thing is like he has a hat later on in the show that's my favorite hat that's what i loosely based my hat off of it's in the episode where obi-wan's undercover oh yeah he has this like oh the box the box the box episode he's got he's got this new hat and that hat is like even more just straight up western hat like it's like it's like his hat that he wears normally yeah, he because that's his hat originally. His original hat was on someone else. So he lo- loses that when he gets arrested, I'm assuming. And then someone else gets that hat. And so he has to get a new hat that's also a cowboy hat. This one's even more cowboy. It's basically a stalker hat from, like, Red Dead Redemption. Or, like, the hat that the no- man with no name wears. Like, it's the same style hat, just with a little antenna on it to make it Star Wars. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not just like Star Wars unless it has a scope and an antenna. 
It's just gotta have everything on it. Skull has to be backwards. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Do you think his helmet, or not his helmet? Do you think his hat also had rocket boots? <laughs> do you think? I think his hat. Rockets in his hat to float away. Just to float away. To... I would love to see <laughs> his hat fall off and it return to him. Yeah, you oh, know yeah. how in Iron Man, like the pieces have tiny little thrusters on him. Do you think he has like a tiny button on his gauntlet that brings his hat back? You know, if he boomerangs his hat though, wouldn't he be like taking Embo's like? whole vibe. That's his thing. You can't take Embo's thing. He's can't. He, he, he doesn't, he doesn't need Embo's thing, though. Yeah, he doesn't need it. Yeah. But no. he could he if he wanted to. He could if he wanted to. Because he's campaign. Heck yeah. He is. I mean, he's just, he can, he can just kick that ass. He just, he can do it. Like, and that, that's the thing, is like, he is a very just simple character. And that's what I do like about it. It's just, he's not, nothing, I mean, he's fancy in terms of what he's got on his person, but like, he's just very simple. He's got one motivation, and that's the green. That's it. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I'm like, he's very mustache twirly sometimes. A Jedi master to death to get his job done. He, yeah, I mean, yeah he murdered that guy. He, he did. He, that road he, he did. He kills a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, he like, uh, I feel like, and that's like the thing that I think really takes me back and away from like, like really being like, oh man, I love Cad Bane, like, because he, like in terms of actions like he actually does a lot of really cool things like he steals a jedi holocron he's like breaks into right like the jedi temple like he murders jedi he steals baby like he does a lot of things that like on paper seem really cool but like i guess like the thing that always like puts me off is just like and, and again it comes back to like how simple his character is it's like his motivations are just so one-dimensional and like right for all the cool things that he does like there's like the reason is like so uncomplicated that like it makes me like not really want to root for him even if he's doing all these cool things right i never root for him once in the show but i'm just like i like watching it i just yeah, like, it's, it's one of those things i don't agree with it i don't agree with what he's doing i would but i enjoy watching it yeah and it's like i don't root for this guy yeah, I, and I sort of, like, I'm starting to, like, get your argument about, like, it's, like, referential, like, it's part of, like, this whole genealogy of, like, a genre of, like, movies, but also, like, yeah. it's just, um, and, like, and it's not meant to just be, like, something that's on its own, it's actually, like, a, it's, like, a reference, it's part of history, but it's also iconic, and yeah. that's, like, essentially what Cad Bane is, is that he's... He's an icon. Iconic. Yeah. He's a bad He person. is. I mean, you, you know who he is. Like, you can see his silhouette. I mean, that's the whole point. Like, you know, George Lucas is always about, like, if you can look at someone's silhouette and identify that character, you did a good job designing that character. Right. Right. You know, it's like with Darth Vader's silhouette. Indiana Jones has that silhouette. You know what I mean? You know these characters just by their shadow. Oh. And, like, that's the big thing with Cad Bane. Is you, they nail that. And, like... Yeah. Even if I just saw his butt, I'd be like, oh, that's Cad Bane. What? That's a blue butt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that guy has no ass. Cad Bane no. is flat. He's all legs, baby. All legs. All legs. Oh, I feel like he has, like, the same silhouette as Indiana Jones, but just longer. Coat longer. <gasps> Coat Hat longer. longer. Limbs longer. <laughs> I don't... Because it's that trench coat. That trench coat keeps it from being Indiana Jones. I mean, again, he's Von Cleef. Like, the Von Cleef... If you look at Von Cleef... On on Google Images and just looking at he has the same silhouette as Cad Bane. 
totes. Like, uh, well, we. Uh, he also also has a, like a revolver style like blaster too, which is. Yeah, and he's dual wielding. Dual wielding, of course. Cross draw? Mm. Forward draw? No, it's actually a side, it's just hip draw. Are not very few cross draws in Star Wars? I haven't seen many. I haven't seen any either, but I love the look whenever like a Mando does it. Um, right. My next kit is gonna have the dual draw. So yeah, my next my next Mando is gonna be a space cowboy. Oh, uh, with the hat, with the space hat. No hat, no hat. But oh no, that's for my smuggler. That's a whole separate costume. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. That's a space cowboy Galaxy's smuggler. Oh, yes, for Galaxy's Edge. Disney bound him. I can't wait. I love it. I'm I excited. I love the fact that we can land where we can be Star Wars space boys together. I'm so excited for you to come back open, but I'm also. I know. Once it's safe, I will go. Yeah, safe. Yeah. Well, I'm going to call say. this episode pretty much done. If everybody wants everybody to stick wants around after the credits, that. we're going to chat a little bit about the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, Let's do it. I need to get some I stuff off my chest. Nothing oh, wait. Can we hold on? Can I talk about one thing about the episode real quick? Yes. Oh, for sure. One thing was one of the weirdest things about this episode, though, is that at the end, when Cad Bane is like fighting two clone troopers, he somehow, within a minute, is able to switch into clone trooper armor and put a clone <laughs> in his outfit and then stage it so he kills a clone wearing his outfit and then he puts on clone. Yeah, throws I don't understand. Where was the time? Dude. Where did he put his hat? Where because I've seen everything? people put on clone trooper armor. It is not quick. How do you put that? It is a process. By yourself. He needs, yeah. you need help getting into a clone trooper armor. Okay. Yeah, no, no, also, no, no like, joke. he's too long. He's a very long he's boy. Too right, he doesn't even match their dimensions. I mean, he was hunching over to hide it, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I, I, that's a great point. If that's the, if that, that's the only thing I, I'm just like, I don't like this part of the episode, because, like, I don't, it doesn't make any sense. Oh, my God. Cartoon oh, magic is what it is. Because, like, he straight, like, the clone trooper straight up shoots this Cad Bane character, you think, and then he drops dead off the, off the balcony, and, like, Cad Bane just is just in that armor now. What, when did, I need to see this happen. How fast is this man at changing? It's like Superman speed. Did he, like, stun him? And then did he go back for his outfit? Yeah, or does he have multiple copies of that one jacket? Yeah, like maybe he just <laughs> and the, has and the hat. hats and jackets. Yeah, if Boba Fett has like the same style of gauntlet, just tiny bit different, I'm sure Cad Bane has like the same jacket. But he just he has he has a custom made. He's keeping one lady in, employed, and she's just making his jacket. <laughs> Another one. That's the fifth one this week. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, make it. I'm just like, uh, can't. Right, well, this is the way. This is the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
You betcha. No, I. It depends on who you ask. If you ask Mandos and like from the from Europe, they say it quite differently. Oh really? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've never met anybody like like from Europe, like in the merch. I was really excited for Celebration. I'm like so sad, but it's gonna happen at least. I don't know when, but it'll happen at some point. I just hope it doesn't move. That's my biggest concern, yeah. Yeah. It can't. Why would they do that to us? I don't think they would, yeah. I don't think they would at all. They benefit too much from having Star Wars Night and Star Wars Celebration at the same week, you know what I mean? Right, right. I don't I wouldn't be surprised if they moved everything together. Yeah, but like I don't know. Yeah, I guess if it is gonna get like pushed like after like we have like a vaccine or whatever, like maybe it'll be fine. But like right. I wonder if like how, because I mean like with Disneyland they're gonna like try and limit people to, to like allow for social distancing and stuff. And if it's not right. max capacity, then I wonder what the trade off would be to have like a special night in Star Wars Land. Right. Um, I don't think so. I went to Star Wars night last time. They had it. Um, and they were not allowing buckets. I know, but if um, wearing face masks, I don't know. I, I, I know that it's wistful, but. Right. Oh, I got a hat. That's why you, you gotta get a space hat. Space hats. We have to stay armored. I have spoken. Copy that. Locked in for three five. Okay, so unfortunately, I haven't been able to go to protests. Um, mainly because, like, I work until, like, later. Like, well, not that late. Like, I work until, like, 3.30, and then I held up. So the, the protests that I was going to go to, um, the, the one closest to me, uh, they kept pushing the uh, curfew up and up and up and up. Right. So that they, it was, it was supposed to be, you know, from 4 to 6, and then they pushed curfew to six o'clock, suspiciously. And like, I got held up at work until four thirty, and they shut down the freeway exits, so there really wasn't much of a way for me to get there. Right. Yeah, I think they're they're not making it easy. They're not, and you know, I'm going to try and you know go out this weekend. And there's a, there's a, there's one coming up on Sunday, so I'm going to try to hit up. Uh, but I have been, you know, very active on posting and sharing information on all my social medias and also don donating. I think that's the biggest thing. I've had the privilege of being, well, the benefit of being able to still work during quarantine, um, which is yeah. pros and cons um, to that. But um, the good thing is I don't have, I don't deal with the public at my, at my work. So that's good at least. But um, I have been able to still work. So I have, you know, the funds to donate 
So that's that's you know because I mean you know everyone has to contribute to this fight in their own way, in any way they can. You know, there's like so many like different places that we like. There's all it's like almost overwhelming how many places you could donate. Like I did that thing where um, I don't know if you posted it or if somebody else posted it, but it was like a way to like donate to like. 40 bailout funds um, at once. Yes. Threw in like several hundred dollars and it was like five dollars to five dollars to. And I was just like, damn it. Which, I mean, hold on, like, that $5 will, will go somewhere. Like, that's gonna help. I mean, especially because like, it's helping multiple causes and stuff like that. I mean, the good thing is right now is that they're doing a great job at spreading the money. Like, there's a lot of funds that are full. Like, they're just like, we're good, guys. Stop. That's good. Which is insane. Like, that's the thing. Like, it's... Uh, I had to fight just to post two links on Saber Guild's website. No no offense to Saber Guild at all. Just, like, I feel like I shouldn't have to be jumping through hoops and barriers to get the word out there on, like, the right. platforms that I'm leading right now. Um, that's just right. what it's up to. It's just us who have the voice, us the artists, us the people. Yeah. And I Absolutely. It makes me, like, I really wonder if Star Wars and Lucasfilm would have, like, really made a statement that, like, actually, like, had substance if it wasn't for John Boyega going oh, out of his mind. Oh, sure. 100%. That is the tease. It is. 100% And it's good tea. That Lucasfilm put out before John Boyega went out of his way to protest was bullshit. It was performative. It was very performative. Thank you for, but thank you for re, like just changing your viewpoints like that after someone within your family stood up. A few people, like even like Pedro Pascal, he was out there. No, Pedro, Oscar, you know, John Boyega, they're all out there, man. Yeah. Oh. I love my space boys. Our space POCs. I think, like, my loves. That's, like, part of the advantage and part of the point of, like, trying to bring in diverse people because the diverse people, they're going to have different points of view and force, like, your company, whether or not you're Lucasfilm, to really, like, reassess what you're saying and putting out to the public. If, mm -hmm. you know, these people, if you put people, like, in these visible spaces to begin with, and like sure it could have been like, sure, like when they were there, but like bringing them there, they changed the conversation at least for Lucas. It just means so much that they're the face of Star Wars. Right. I mean, one of the, I think the biggest thing about it that I love is that by Disney and Lucasfilm and like the Star Wars official like pages posting in support of. John Boyega and in connection Black Lives Matter, it's gonna piss off a lot of the racist Star Wars fans who need to get the fuck out of my fandom. Yes, dude. Like just the amount of people just that have come out in this time. Like now is not the time to be a racist asshole, especially. It isn't. Like I've been. And you know what? I'm sure people have been offending me. Like. For sure. I mean, like, I have like a, a, a hundred and something followers on Instagram, and only like 30 people are still watching my stories because I post a lot. Because I'm trying to spread this information. Because people need to know. I mean, again, we all got to contribute as much as we can. If you can't go out and protest, spread info, you know, get donations, sign petitions. You know, there's more to do in, in a revolution. Everyone has a role. It's okay if you can't go out and protest. 
exactly. Right. Like, I don't think I'll even be able to protest. I just hope, because I have to go back to work on Monday, and I work for the government, which is kind of scary, because I'm technically mm -hmm. a first responder. I am one of those boys in blue, but if they need me to, like, push people out of an area, I'm just going to take a knee with the protesters. I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not going to be that person that just, like, oh, there's such oh, and so there's going such on here at this corner. Right. I'm not going to be the reason, like, somebody's parent dies or somebody's kid dies. Right. Like, it's ridiculous. This is It is. It is, absolutely. I mean, like, for me, I, you know, no offense to you, my good sir, I love you with all my heart, but I'm pretty anti-police. And I'm pr I've been pretty vocal about that on my Instagrams. Uh, and I got into an altercation over that with one of my fellow Mandos. We got in a big argument, and we're not on good terms anymore. But, you know, I said what I said, and I stand by it. You know what I mean? The unfortunate thing. Go ahead. Yeah. I just, like, don't get, like, how people can still, like... Like, I think it's one thing to, like, say, like, oh, my best friend is a police officer, whatever. Like, you could have a relationship with somebody, and, like, that can be one thing. But, like, it, it's hard to, like, make an argument for police as, like, an institution. Absolutely. Like, blue lives are real. Are you kidding me? No. no. That's the only blue life that matters to me. No. Those are the only blue lives that matter. <laughs> it's Police Cad Bane, Thrawn, the Smurfs. Exactly. I mean, here's what I was arguing with my friend, and I, you know, I, I told them all cops are bad. And they took that, and they, they, they thought I said, basically, all everyone that is a cop is a bad person and that's not what i said what i believe is that there can be good people that can that try to be cops and try to change the system from inside i think the system is you can't save that system from the inside you know what i mean because that system is rooted in oppression racism and classism you know what i mean read of stories of uh, of like specifically people of color trying to do good in the police system and like how awful it is to like exist and like to do the work because like just the, almost like cast it out you have to do your job and your job is to like meet quotas find people like Find people like get them jailed. Right. Their work isn't to protect anything. It's to yeah, incarcerate. To help yeah, it's exactly. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and like they like, like even if like like I remember like, like, I remember, like this police like, officer. He was like explaining how like they would force they him would into force like, like like you know like, like you know like, like, low income. Low income. Like, like high people of color, like, color, like diverse, like areas. diverse areas. Because of Comstat, and like forced them into these positions where like they have to, uh, where they just have to like find people. And, like, it's, it's, like even though he was a person of color that he didn't believe in it, 
it is the system that like forces his hands into doing things. And right. I mean, that's what it comes down to is this like the system itself is bad. And by being a part of it, you can't you can't do good. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, I'm sure some police officers would gladly like stop being police officers and go be a postal serviceman if like it paid the same. Right. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, people don't. Like people like me, like I just want a blue collar job. I go to work, I do my job, I do my thing. Right. I go home. But like, if you know, if I could get the same benefits and all of not being a, like a boy in blue, that'd be cool too. Right. I mean, that's what it comes down it to. I think is like it sucks we throw so much money into the police system that it leaves so little for other programs that would actually reduce crime. Right. Because no, cops like, don't reduce crime. Like, to put more money into, like, youth programs, more money into, like, anti-gang programs. Education. Like, education, hands down. Like That's the solution. Yeah, but... Education and getting... Here's, cause here's the thing. People resort to crime because they are out of options. Or they need a way out. And, like... By policing them, you're not helping them. Because here's the thing. If someone breaks a rule, like a small a law, you know, they're selling loose cigarettes or whatever. And if a cop gives them a ticket, they're broke. They can't pay that ticket. Okay? Tickets only hurt poor people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just like... I hate that. It's classist. About, like, rich people, like, being able to just pay, like, like, have you ever heard of the anecdote of, like, this guy who, like, he, like, he, like, some girl was dating him and, like, he would, like, just drive into, like, the driveway and, like, leave his car there. And mm-hmm. she would be like, oh, no, you're going to get a parking ticket. That's legal. We have to move the car. And he's like, no, I'll just pay the $300 or whatever. And just, he, like, considered it, like, the expense of just parking there. Yeah, it's just a cost to them. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, like, so insanely those kind of people because they're the same kind of people who are like, all lives matter. They are. I mean, that's the thing. Is like, it's privilege. It's privilege. That's what it comes down to. Right. But you know what the fucked up thing is? Is that it isn't just like the rich people. It's like also like people that don't have that much money, but like are clinging maybe to like. Like it's like, like I think it's like too far, right? Because like there, there are people who know what's going on, and they, but they still like benefit from the system, and so they're just going to like be complicit in the system that they already have that already benefits them. Right. There's like this other group of people that like racism is so ingrained into them, and frankly, to everybody, like I think racist thoughts, it's terrible. But um. Right, but you you have to grow past it. You have to work to it. Yeah, but like, yeah, for so, like, so many people, like, they're they're clearly like not gaining anything from the system, but they're still like defending and like right. being complicit, which I think is like the even more frustrating thing. Absolutely, because it's it's I feel like they just they bought into this idea that they can like you know if you, there's there's poor people out there that support the you know conservatives you know they're conservative poor people right and. They support Republican ideals and all this, that, and the other. Um, they su- 
the poor tax breaks for the rich and all that kinds of those kinds of things because they've been fed this idea that they could one day be rich. So they don't want to raise taxes on the rich because what if one day they're rich? They want to keep their money. Like you don't have money now, sir, and that's a problem. It's just like it is. I mean, because again, they've been they they buying in. They're buying into lies. They're basically you know supporting people that are going against their best interests. You know, it's like when people have just too like there's there's too much party loyalty. I think right. is the biggest thing. It's it's, uh, it's just like the Fire Nation in the Last Avatar. Like they like oh, what's his name? Fire Lord. Oh, Ozai. Yeah. Yeah, Ozai. They were doing so well that they, in order to like, the in order to improve the world, they need to like spread their government and their way of thinking, and the people just went with it. And a hundred years yeah. later, like. They don't even think about like what happens sometimes, or not everyone does. Not everyone. And like, right. I just hope like you know we get some glowy blue boy with an arrow in his head. Oh. It's you, Junior. That's what I'm hoping it's for. You, you. It's me. <laughs> I'm just gonna go in full clone armor next the next next uh, protest. I swear. Oh, um, I, I might get, I might get confused for police though, so let's not do that. That's why we're not disclosing your information, so you could continue to be elusive. Thank you, I appreciate it. Enigma in the force. Enigma. I mean, man, I'm just like, oh, it's been, it's been a week, man. It's been, I mean, it's been decades it of this shit. This week. I know. I didn't I feel it. Guacamole. Like, I, didn't feel I felt it super late at night. It was tiny, though. Like, I was rocking in my chair, and then I stopped, and I was like, wait, that wasn't me. <laughs> oh no anyways junior we're gonna let you go i think that's a show i feel a lot better i got like things off my chest i hope you come hey, too out there um, thank you all for listening thank you junior for coming on our podcast Sharon, thank you for having me for helping me make cinnamon rolls today um Ooh. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, cinnamon i love cinnamon rolls we're gonna be so good at them, Junior. By the time oh all my the parties God. happen again, that's gonna yes. Wait, so are you down here for like for good now? Are you are you are you in the area now? Yes. Yes. Ooh. Well, the only kind of like the only thing keeping me in San Jose right now is my job. But once I find one down here, like but that might be hard. It's gonna be hard, but. Mm. Happened, there's a job open at the postal service why I brought it up. Uh, mm-hmm. Surprisingly, the USPS is still hiring. So that gives me hope that other people are still hiring. There, you're, there, there, there's there's going to be jobs. As soon as, I mean, hopefully once it's safe to open up again, there's going to be like a huge opening of jobs at that point. Um, the job market will be intense. But... People are either being forced to retire right now or put into some sort of Excuse me, furlough. Fur- yeah, being furlough or fired, straight up. So I, they can't lie to me, like legally, so it's great. So I know everything about my job. <laughs> I might not have it in a month, so it's even better. Uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. It's just me, my housewife. You'll just. Uh, oh, Sharon, I'll be the best housewife. You already know. You've got a little pre. Oh, you lucky, Karen. <laughs> Karen, I was gonna call you Karen. Sharon, I'm sorry. <laughs> And he'll sand all of my armor. Ooh. <laughs> the, ooh. <laughs> all, the, all the boring stuff that I don't want to do. Yeah, yeah. Like I want a lovely wifey that makes me armor. Yeah, make me armor, 3D print things. Oh my god. Uh. You should get your own Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be Vinny's. And we'll just create a chain. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. Like <laughs> the, lo the love conga train. The love conga train. Love conga. <laughs> And I'll, I'll get the windfall of having not to sand anybody's thing. JK. You will never have to do work ever again. You will just keep getting kits. I'll just be in it. the center of this conga line. Oh my God. And there's going to be one person at the end of the line that has to do oh, everything. Oh, no. That's me. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Not really. Well, anyways, this has been Dr. Day 3-5. Hash out.